Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories, Black Lives Matter. You, you remember them, right? The Black Lives Matter organization. They've shut down funding in the entire state of California amid a massive financial scandal. How is this not the lead news on every conservative outlet? Well, it's going to be the lead news here. Next, the Biden administration is refusing to provide evidence of alleged Russian threats. And you've got to see these videos. Third, Speaker Pelosi live on video tells U.S. Olympians to not speak out against the CCP during the Beijing Olympics. And then finally, we're going to do a little discussion about the trucker uprising versus the Chaz and talk about the differences because some people are trying to compare the two. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. This is one of those stories where you look at it and you say, well, come on now, that can't be true. That's too on the nose, but it is. Black Lives Matter, the organization, has shut down online funding in California and Washington states following attorney general warnings in those states. This is from the California Globe. This is not like, this isn't humanevents.com. This isn't, uh, you know, turningpointusa.com. This is the California Globe reporting this. The activist group Black Lives Matter shut down all online funding Wednesday night due to an ongoing California Department of Justice warning that the group may lose their tax-exempt status if they don't file delinquent proper tax reforms and fees by the end of March. According to this letter, their official name, which is the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, has failed to pay the California Regi Registry of Charitable Trust renewal fee and send in their IRS 990 financial activity disclosure form. While BLM switched over from being listed as a charity in the middle of 2020 and hectic leadership changes in the past year. So they haven't filed their tax documents. That's basically what it comes down to. And then when Andrew Kerr, he's at the DC Examiner now, when he started digging into this and he said, well, okay, why haven't you filed it? Who's supposed to file it? Who's the current leadership? They couldn't actually say who was in charge of the Black Lives Matter organization. Now, why is this? Now, we know it was founded by Patrice Cullors and a few others. Now, Patrice Cullors has gone on to become something of a real estate mogul in the California area. You know, that, that cheap California real estate out there that somehow she's able to scrape together, you know, with just a little bit of the, the savings that she's put away in a, in, a, in a rusty tin can, right? Now, she's got three properties now outside of California, but go, and look at this clip of Patrice Cullors explaining to my old friend, Mark Lamont Hill from Temple University, my alma mater, what's going on with BLM. And that's, um, I have never taken a salary from the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. And um, that's important because what the right-wing media is trying to say is the donations that people gave to Black Lives Matter went towards my spending. And that is categorically untrue and incredibly dangerous. Okay, so this is completely insane, right? Like, you, you guys get that. This is BLM we're talking about. The group that everyone was told was the most important political movement of our lifetime. The most important political movement, certainly, of 2020, right? If you listen to the mainstream media, $60 million was thrown at these guys in the middle of 2020 
because I had all of corporate America had to say, oh, I'm not racist, I'm not racist, I'm not racist, look, I donated to BLM. I'm not racist, I donated to BLM. I'm not racist, I donated to BLM. Okay, so did BLM actually put that money to work for the things that they claimed it worked for? I mean, they wanted to defund the police, they wanted to break up the nuclear family, they wanted to institute all these reforms, and mo most importantly, right, you know, right there in the name, they wanted to defend black lives. So let's just, you know, take a look at the stats. Uh, you guys can check this amongst yourselves. I know that here at Human Events Daily, we've done a lot of the reporting on this. Have the homicide rates in inner cities gone up or gone down since the start of the Black Lives Matter movement? Have the homicide rates in the inner cities gone up or gone down since the start of the Black Lives Matter movement nearly one decade ago? And I think we all know the answer to that. This group... They're about to be put in financial arrears. They're going to be hit with, they're going to be hit with a crazy amount of taxes. And even the California Globe has said this: you can't get your money, you can't move your money around. And now donors and others who are for BLM and its mission might get raked over with taxes and national embarrassment for not being financially sound. It was a scam. The entire thing was a scam. And the mainstream media and the establishment in this country, people you saw both on the right and the left, remember Senator Mitt Romney is out there marching with them. It was always a scam. This organization is ridiculous. They put our country through an insane amount of division. And for what? So that they could get rich and abscond with all of that money. Great job. Great job. And you know what? You got to admire hustle. I respect the hustle. I respect it. But congratulations, because at some point when this country goes back to its senses, you're all going to jail. Well, the past 24 hours have been some of the most embarrassing that the regime has ever had. And what's really going on? Well, a couple of reporters actually decided, I know, I know, to wake up and do their jobs. One at the Department of State and then another one aboard Air Force One. And in two instances, two Biden officials were challenged to back up their claims about Russia. And in both of those instances, you saw the officials snapping, attacking, criticizing, getting snippy, and arguing with the reporters themselves. Now, unfortunately, only one of these instances is on tape. And that is State Department uh, spokesman Ned Price. Ned Price, by the way, in terms of background, was a CIA officer for over a decade. So I want you to understand that framing before I play this clip. This guy was an officer of the CIA for over a decade. If you go follow him on Twitter, he will tell you, uh, you know, let's talk about how great the intelligence community is, how perfect their work is, how important they are. And if you go back a couple of years, he, you could see actual tweets from him attacking, very aggressively, attacking the Trump administration over Khashoggi and all sorts of other things. You're hiding behind intelligence. You won't tell us the truth. You won't tell us what's going on. And then you see him in person and suddenly the keyboard warrior disappears. Suddenly the imprimatur, right? of any kind of credibility is destroyed when you just ask some basic questions. So we don't have time to play this whole clip, but I highly, highly encourage you, go to my Twitter feed, go to my Getter feed, watch this thing in its entirety. It's five minutes long. It's got, I think, over five million views in just one day. Just one day. 
because of how absolutely ridiculous the CIA stooge, and he is a CIA stooge, so I can say that, because he's formerly from the CIA and he's a stooge, in response to a reporter's questions about Russia and simply asking for some modicum of evidence. Uh, thanks. Uh, okay, well, that's a, quite a mouthful there. Um, so you said actions such as these suggest otherwise, suggest meaning they, they suggest they're not interested in talks and they're going to go ahead with some kind of a... What action are you talking about? One, the actions I've just pointed to. Uh, the what fact, action? What? The, the fact that Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation well, uh, you campaigns. You've made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, what we know, Matt, is what we what I have just said that they have engaged in this activity, well, uh, in engaging, this planning well, activity. Like, but, but let me let me because because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, ago. I'm sorry, you, made, made, made what report public? If you let me finish, I will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. That's crazy, right? Can you give us the evidence? Well, the evidence is me saying it to you. Try that in court sometime, by the way, to all the lawyers out there. Try that in court. Can you provide us some evidence? Well, I just gave you the evidence. I just did. I just said it. Well, where's the exhibit? You have, to, you have to enter the exhibit. Oh, do you want me to print out a transcript of my remarks for you? That'll be my exhibit, right? And they say, well, you know, we have intelligence, not evidence. That's not the same thing. And then the reporter, it's, and it's amazing. This guy's Matt Lee from the Associated Press, and he's one of these old dinosaurs, right? He's been, and by the way, he was very tough on the Trump administration before. He's been tough in the past. There's not a lot of guys like this out there anymore. Now, in the Obama administration, you had a guy, Ben Rhodes, and Ben Rhodes would be out there and he wouldn't talk to the Matt Leeds of the world. What he would do is he'd go to the 27-year-olds, the 25-year-olds who get hired by these massive organizations, feed them a line of BS, and then they just repeat it. And they put it when, and then they become stenographers. And then it goes out and people say, oh, well, the AP, the New York Times, the Washington Post has printed it, so it must be true. But when you ask for actual evidence to back it up, you get nothing. So there was another one, Jen Psaki, was asked for proof that an ISIS, so she was, she said, and the US government said, the Pentagon said, that an ISIS leader, there's this raid on an ISIS leader, we're told, in Syria. And unfortunately, a lot of civilians, women and children, were killed during this raid. Now, the Pentagon claims that it was because the ISIS leader blew himself up with a suicide vest. However, they didn't back up any evidence on this. And we also know these are the same people that lied about murdering an aid worker and his family in Afghanistan right after President Biden got 13 of our troops killed at Kabul airport. So the reporter said to Jen Psaki on Air Force One, do you have any evidence to back up these claims about this suicide vest? Is there, is there you know, biometric data? Is there some uh, post-blast analysis, BDA? What's going on? Jen Psaki snaps, starts yelling at the reporter, questioning her patriotism, saying, you're believing ISIS, you're taking the side of ISIS, you're taking the side of the terrorists. And I just, I just lean back and I say, you know what? This is perfect for this administration. This is exactly who they are. When, when people show you who they are, you have to believe them. They do not care about what the evidence is. They don't care about making an actual case to the American people. They want power. They want total control over the narrative. You are seeing a regime in decline, and soon, very soon, you will be seeing a regime in collapse. The American people, the American nation, is doing just fine. But the regime, 
This regime state that's been imposed on top of the American people, it is cracking and crumbling before our eyes. Well, Winter Storm Landon is bearing down on the United States right now. It's coming through Texas. It's taking out power, 300,000 homes without power. It's coming up, hundreds of flights canceled in the Northeast. Drivers stranded along I-10 for hours near Caraville, Texas. Three deaths blamed on this in Alabama. It's going through the Northeast. Folks, this winter is going to be one of monumental proportions. I've told you about this. Now, we know we also have the preparewithposo.com. That's a great way. If you know you're going to get stuck, you can go and set that up. But then also, you go to mypillow.com, use promo code POSO Lindell, and the people over there have completely redesigned the page. You can now put your promo code in. It follows you as you shop on the page. You want to snuggle up. You want to get ready. Remember, prepare before it happens, not after. Once it happens, it's already too late. MyPillow.com, promo code POSO. And this next story, it's not even a story really, because if you've been paying attention, and as I always say, are you paying attention yet? Speaker Pelosi, listen to what she had to say. Some, some words of encouragement, some words of wisdom from one of the oldest leaders in the United States who's represented Congress since 1987 when she was first elected, San Francisco. And we see how great San Francisco has become from 1987 to now, right, folks? Listen to what Speaker Pelosi had to say as third in line to the presidency to our Olympians on their way to Beijing. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. Now, of course, while President Biden may be the commander in chief, I think Speaker Pelosi is probably the stock trader in chief because she certainly enriched herself and she, her family has been enriched since she's been in office. We've seen the CCP go from rulers of a country in poverty to one of the most powerful nations in the world while Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, has been in office. What has she actually accomplished since 1987 for the American people? And we need to start asking this of every single politician out there. I would even ask this about people in conservative media. What have you done? What have you accomplished for the American people? Are you just out there reading the news and, and, and you know, oh, look at this. Oh, look, look at this. You know, liberals did something liberal. Conservatives did something conservative. Let's fight. Blah, blah, blah. No, no. That's why stories like the trucker uprising are so important. They are a litmus test. They were able to paralyze the government of Canada in one week simply by saying, we're not working anymore. We're done. We're not going to work and we're just going to sit here and honk our horns and say we're done with this. But you understand that the gravy train between Speaker Pelosi and the CCP has been going on for years. And that's why I laid out in my Newsweek piece earlier this week, it's an elite merger. This isn't capture. This is a deal. This is a sellout. They have sold out this country. Middle America, why are your cities all hollowed out? Why did the jobs all go overseas? And I heard there was some 
former professor on a podcast recently talking about how it's actually a good thing that we outsourced all our jobs overseas, that we outsourced our, our manufacturing base, our steel base, which obviously is a national security asset to the United States. You ship that overseas. We put all our chips overseas. We put all of our manufacturing base overseas. And you wonder why the United States has been hollowed out at the benefit, and qui bono, right? Qui bono. Who benefits? Well, the Pelosi's have certainly benefited. The Biden family, ho oh, They have absolutely benefited. We've seen what's going on with Bohai. Do you get it yet? Are you paying attention? None of this will change. None of this will change until federal action is taken against the politicians and the corporations that have been getting rich because of this. But until then, Xi Jinping has his coronation ceremony. It's already, it's already been done. It's a fait accompli. He's got it in the cards and he's got everyone in the world exactly where he wants them. So the trucker uprising is continuing in Ottawa. We also know that the blockade is continuing on the Alberta-Montana border right there between the U.S. and Canada. We're also hearing stories that the Michigan border crossing uh, with Toronto will now also potentially see a blockade itself with uh, Ontario province. And so a lot of people have been asking me, but wait, Poso, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this thing is continuing. Isn't this just like the Occupy movement again? Well, I think it's like the Occupy movement, but what's the difference between Chaz and the trucker uprising in Ottawa. What's the difference between the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which was taken over in the summer of 2020 in Seattle, versus this? How can you say you support one, you didn't support the other, you oppose the other, all right? We'll break this down. But I wanna show you a video of what the truckers are doing up there, up in Ottawa. And so there's not, um, there's not a lot of voice on this one, so if you're just listening to this, I'm explain what you're hearing. The truckers have now started building um, permanent structures where they're, where they're out. They're, they're talking about building community kitchen, something for the homeless, for the protests or people who are there because they're getting a lot of food and they're getting a lot of provisions. And so they're actually putting together, and they're doing a fantastic job of it. They're building, you know, roof struts and, uh, and walls, the, you know, just basic particle wood and stuff, but basically getting this built up there because it turns out when the actual working class holds a protest, they have some, a little something called life skills, right? So go listen to this. And if you're watching, you got to see this. It's amazing. They're actually building stuff right there in the middle of Ottawa. And so I was in Chaz, right? And I've been watching a lot of Viva Fry's videos from Ottawa and kind of comparing the two. So I went to that ridiculous, remember the Chaz farm where they said they actually set up a plot where they said this area of the farm is for black and indigenous people only. It's like, oh, so you had segregation in your little Chaz farm and they put some tarp down and tried to put seeds and dirt on top of it. But here's the difference, right? 
in general, what's the difference? Simple. One is legal and peaceful. They're taking up space, yes, but they're legally and lawfully protesting and they've been nonviolent. Also, their grievance is with a specific government law or a set of government laws being these mandates, which are already arguably unconstitutional. In Chaz, you had an armed group of militants who fought pitched battles with the police force of Seattle until the police force was ordered to stand down by Mayor Jenny Durkin. They then took over the area, armed militants, took over that area and pushed any, any you know, police, EMTs, fire, pushed them all out. It's obviously not a protest. That's an armed revolt. And I was there and I saw it. And people died when they were killed by the people that were manning the, the barricades of Chaz. And they wouldn't just want one thing. They wanted the actual overthrow of the entire US government and the disbanding of police. They're communists. That's what they're about. All right, well, that's it for this week on Human Events Daily. Thank you so much for watching us. Remember our vow, our oath to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. But I'm gonna ask you, like I do every day, for your homework. Share this out with one of your normie friends and then please go leave us a five-star review on the page, on the podcast page for this, wherever you listen to this, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you're on Rumble, Getter, et cetera, please leave us that. It really helps us out. It gives us um, a leg up when it comes to the metrics and all this other stuff that's out there. But before we go, it's time, of course, for our history break. Today in 1746 was the birthday of Thaddeus Kosciuszko. Now he was born in Poland, but as an officer, he came to the United States and served in the Revolutionary War before returning to Poland. He actually built the first fortifications at West Point. We must remember our history. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.